Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Woo. We're almost out of April. Um, just this month went by in a flash. At least it did to me. Just went really quickly. Um, yesterday, something weird happened. So I was driving uh, home from the store, uh, an errand, and I went down a street that I'm on almost every day. And there are train tracks uh, on that street. You know, it's one of those, um, St. Louis has a few areas that have grown up around their train tracks. And the arms come down and you just simply have to wait for the train. Uh, Doesn't matter how big the neighborhood is. Uh, There's a, a suburb called Kirkwood. And it's routine that you just have to wait on the train. Busy, bustling area, but stopping and wait on the train is just a part of it unless you know the shortcuts uh to get around so this wasn't that though this was another neighborhood and it's bustling too but not quite Kirkwood bustling but it's busy it's busy enough you know so it's a major thoroughfare for people going to certain spaces so I was uh crossing the tracks and as I do all the time I just look down the tracks as I'm crossing to see if there's a train. Well, yesterday there was a train and I wasn't on, uh, in danger of getting hit by the train, but I could see the train and the train really wasn't all that far away. And I was like, Oh shit. You know, like they could have, the <laughs> I was crossing at a point where the bars could have been down and lights flashing. Um, and I just looked over and it wasn't a near miss or anything, but I could see the train and like, I can't tell you how many times over the last few years that I've looked down the tracks and nothing, most times, nothing. I've gotten caught by the train once, but, uh, truly in three years, I've never had to worry about this train. And, uh, yesterday it was just, I just felt some kind of way. I looked, there was the light of the train. It was not all that far in the distance. And I was like, huh, I could have got hit by a train. (laughs) And then immediately I thought, how can I share that with the podcast? It's got to be some sort of deep meaning to that. I don't know that there is because like I said, it really wasn't a near miss or anything. It was about a a minute because I got stopped at a light and right I don't know. Just as I was headed towards that light, I was like, when are the arms coming down? Because uh, there were other people behind me. And eventually the train, you know, signals came down and everything. But it was just, it was really fascinating. And I thought, I got to fix this and make it deep for the podcast. But I don't know how, because I, I didn't almost die or anything. But I guess, you know, sometimes when you're looking for something and it's never there, your, your anticipation and then sometimes you look and hey it's right there uh sometimes it's thrilling and fun and sometimes it's like oh shit um but yeah that's that's all I got it's not deep <laughs> but I immediately thought I gotta share that with the podcast but I I didn't uh find a way to make it deep or interesting or fascinating other than it freaked me out it was again I wasn't in harm's way I wasn't about to die or anything but uh the the train was too close for comfort (laughs) 
<laughs> and I've looked down that track thousands of times and never seen anything. And then so the time I, you know, I'm just doing what I always do. And I look and like, there's the train. I don't know. There's some symbolism in it. Uh, and I'm sure those of you who know me are going to chime in because that's what you guys do. And I love that. I get a lot of feedback from people who know me. Now, of course, the listeners in France and Ireland and Canada and uh, Japan, I don't know you guys. So you may have deep thoughts that you you don't share with me, but you can always go to the pod, uh, podcast website and share, share them there. Uh, there's a blog feature. There's comments you can make because uh, I'm curious sometimes. But my friends, <laughs> I have about... I don't know, I have a solid core of friends that uh, listen and they make sure they let me know uh, what they think. And a couple of them are threatening to watch Flashdance. And I said, it's not, I'm not recommending it. <laughs> so if you don't enjoy it, don't blame me. Um, so anyway, yeah, that, that was yesterday and that was weird. Oh, and another weird thing happened. So this was fascinating. So I was coming in from work. There was just all this trash. What day was that? I can't remember. But there was all this trash in my yard. I want to say it was Tuesday. And, um, you know, I work from home mostly, but I do go in the, into the office. When I was coming home from the office, I noticed there was trash all in my yard, like a, like a brown bag. And down in my driveway, all this trash had blown down there. And I'm picking up, and I put on like a surgical glove because... Uh, you know, they handed them out at work. So I took some and uh, just for that, you know, because when COVID really started, everybody was like, don't touch me. Don't, you know, so I have these gloves in my purse. So I started picking up all this trash, picking up the trash and I threw it in the trash can and I came into the house and I told you guys I'm really committed to mowing my grass. Well, the grass has turned into like dandelion central. So after I threw the trash in the trash can and came into the house, I had inspected some of those dandelions and I had ordered this stuff from this company called Sunday that 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 kind of creates a special formula for your grass. So look it up. It's called I think the website is GetSunday.com and um, you type in your address and they look up your house and your lawn on like Google maps and, um, they send you the formula that should work for your grass. So right now I'm in the dandelion killing part of the formula. So I hadn't used it yet. I had been using some stuff I got from like Lowe's, but so I went and I'm telling the story the longest way possible, but listen, so I go to I throw all that trash and then for some reason, I have no idea why I decided I got to get back out there to these dandelions because I knew it was going to rain. And I was like, I got to spray these dandelions. So I go get my new gloves. I got my work gloves, open the garage door and a $10 bill blows into the, the garage. And I'm like, wait, I was just down in the driveway picking up trash and I did not see that $10 bill. And then from for some fluky reason, I decided to spray these daily because it's literally an obsession. <laughs> I've been spraying weeds for a month. So I 
then like this $10 blows in, but I can't keep it. I'm excited. Of course, I pick it up, put it in my pocket. There's nobody standing around. I don't know whose money it is. It's mine. Um, but I, I knew that I had to do something special with the money. So I paid it for it. But that was very, very, very cool. Um, yeah, it was just like the money blew into my life. And I have been doing all this energy work around money for the last, I don't know, year or two. Because I always had a really contentious relationship with money. Uh, you know, when you feel like you don't have enough, you're always just like squeezing it to death when you have some. <laughs> and if you notice, uh, holding on to money, hoarding money doesn't make money. You only make money when you circulate it, whether you invest it, whether you, uh, you know, give it to charity. The only way to get money is to move it. You've got to be a circulator of money and then more money comes. I can't explain why it works that way, but it just does. And when I was younger and I always felt desperate for cash, I just would want to hold on to it. Um, and that's the opposite of how to build a wealth strategy, you know. And I'm not talking about like NBA building a wealth strategy. I mean like spiritual wealth strategy. Uh, psychologically, how you feel about the money is is pretty much how you uh, are going to have a relationship with it and how it's going to treat you, you know. And, um, you know it was just weird. The money blew right into the door, but I was just there. And I honestly don't believe it was, I don't know. I I don't know if it was there and I just didn't see it or if it just, I don't know. It just blew in there. So it's been weird because things like that have started to happen to me like serendipitous. One day after I had uh, read a book on, um, you know, it's the law of attraction, secret type stuff. I was reading a book called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Need. And uh, right after I started reading it, uh, he was like, you just got to celebrate all the money that you find. If it's a penny on the ground, celebrate it like it's a million dollars. It's the same energy. And so since I read that, that's kind of how I approach it. So you would have thought it was like a million dollars that blew in. I was just like, okay. Like it was like this $10. I was pretty stoked. Um, but I knew I had to move it out of my life because that's how it blew into my life. I had to do something with it. So I paid it forward. But also when I first read that book about a year ago, uh, I pulled up to the gas station. I kid you not. This was like crazy. There was some amount of gas that had already been paid for. So when I went to the pump to pump it, I I realized like, oh, oh, should I put my card? Like it had already been paid for and it was the perfect amount to fill my car up. And I was looking and I was like, should I go tell somebody? I don't know how to, you know. So I just pumped the gas. I always feel like I'm about to be on one of those TV shows. Like, what would you do? <laughs> I just pumped my gas. <laughs> and then I thought the whole time I was thinking, I need to figure out how to pay it for. I mean, I've paid it for it in other ways. You know, certainly um, I've donated uh, pretty generously to restaurants through the COVID crisis because a lot of our restaurants here were closed and are still limited in capacity. Um and so I just wanted them to stay in business. So I started donating that way. Uh, I've donated a ton of money for me. Uh, 
I went from being like somebody who gave to my high school, maybe, <laughs> but nobody else. I started donating quite a bit more money because it feels good and I like helping. And it doesn't have to be a ton. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, you know, $10,000. You know, if you have $10 to, to give to an organization, that adds up. If every if a hundred people gives t- give if a hundred people give ten dollars, you know it's a good donation. So you know give what you can. I'm not saying break the bank, but um, I started being a lot more generous, and it was just weird because pulling up and getting a free tank of gas was dope. <laughs> and I was like, how can I do that for somebody else? And then I realized I would have to go in and just pay for it, but never pump it. I don't know. It became a thing, but it was lovely to receive that. And I was just as excited to get that free tank of gas as I was to have that $10 blow in the door. And I found quarters. I found all kinds of stuff, you know, money. And if you react to it the same way, it's just as exciting. Your your brain doesn't know the difference, really. Your energy level doesn't know. If you're as excited about a dollar as you are about $50 as you are about $10,000, you'll just realize all this money, love, work, respect, everything just sort of floats in and out of your life. It's like a, a lovely ocean. So if you pay attention to it, you'll notice you get a lot of things in your life. Some of the things you think you don't have, you actually have. They just don't look like what you thought they'd look like. Some of you have amazing and enduring love in your life, but because it's not a man or the woman of your dreams, you don't recognize it, you know, but really it's the same energy, you know, it has a, I get it. It has a wrinkle, (laughs) but you know, love is love, right? You know, and how can you expect to attract the, the deep abiding love of your ideal partner if you don't recognize the love in your life that's already there you know and just because it doesn't look like you want it to look in that moment you're still ignoring love you're rejecting it really so you have to appreciate the things that you have in order to get the things that you think you want and sometimes you've had those things and you didn't even know you had so you know chew on that You're welcome. Happy Thursday. I'm not normally this ethereal, I don't think. But, you know, some of some of life is magical and and deep and hard to figure out because it's complex in its simplicity. Some shit is magical. And, uh, you know, I think there's room for a little of that in your life. My dad was very big on mystical, spiritual stuff, and he was just a lot of fun. You know, and I always admired that about him and appreciated that about him is how much he encouraged me to use my imagination. He never tried to tell me to not be creative or not think a certain way unless it was like, you know, bad. Like he didn't want me to be a bad person, but he was always okay with me having a good imagination and and using my brain in fun ways. And he always embraced a little bit of magic. You know, he was just a lot of fun. And I appreciate that uh, from him because I feel like he normalized that for me. And it's made all the difference in my life. You know, and I hope it makes a difference for you guys. Everything you want is right here. And some of the stuff you think you want 
you know, you just, you got to recognize it. That's all. It may not look like what you think it looks like. You may be a highly successful person, but because it doesn't look like your image of what you thought it should look like, you, you may be missing it. You may, you may be missing moments to be proud of yourself, basically. So don't do that. You work hard. You're smart. I know you are. You got an iPhone and you listen to this podcast. <laughs> and I say that mostly because most of my listeners come through Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Spotify keeps sending me all this stuff. You can do this and you can do that and make your listeners basically listen to us exclusively on Spotify. And I'm like, that won't work for me. My listeners almost all come from Apple, which is not, you know, it's this, this podcast is made on an Apple phone because I love Apple. Everybody knows that. And I have stock in it and I love it. And it's my favorite company. It really is. All right. I hope everybody has a wonderful, wonderful Thursday that you hit your goals. You hit your targets. We are almost out of April. And, you know, I don't know. I don't want to pester people, but come on. We're about to get into May. And then you know what happens. It'll be July and you'll be like, I thought I was going. No, no. Just do it. Just do it. Mark your wins down. Get going. Set your goals. Baby steps. All of that. And we'll meet here tomorrow to wrap it up because, you know, I'm in my feelings and hopefully I won't get hit by a train today. Almost, you know, I don't want to oversell it, (laughs) but but I'm telling you, that train was too close for comfort. And there's something really jarring about turning and looking and seeing a train and that light headed your way. And it was uh, not not so far away. It wasn't like on the horizon. I mean, it was, it was close. If my car had quit, I would have been hit <laughs> and someone else would have to do this podcast today, but thankfully that didn't happen. But yeah, yeah, there's some symbolism in there and I'm sure if you guys think of it, you'll share it. All right. Be well, be your best.